If I were to tell you there are three things that will help you find your purpose and find meaning to your life, I'm just telling you, I'm not telling you what they are, but if I told you that there are three things that you would find purpose and meaning in your life, would you do it? Well, that's a lot of trust. I'm not telling you what it is. It's a lot of trust to me. I want you to think, would you do it? I, I want you to just process real quick and just say, what are the objections to that question? One, uh, uh, I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, you run the list in your mind, right? What are the objections? Okay, so let me tell you why or why not. Let, let me tell you what those three things are. I believe are the three focal points that Jesus has lined out in his word for helping us to find meaning and purpose in our life. One, reach the lost. We're doing that today. We're going to talk about that. Care for the least. And three, train the found. By the way, do you have your Bibles? Do you have your pen? Do you have your paper? God is speaking to us, and it's important that you capture what it is that God is saying to each one of us. Reach the lost, care for the least, train the found. Okay, now I've told you what they are. Tell me what those objections you might have. Would you do them? Would you reorient your life to do those three things? Why or why not? Think about that for a moment. It's important to understand that because I don't know if you're like, ooh, I can't do that. I was going to bend down. So I got to tell you a little story. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, my back, will, my back will spasm if I do that. Um, so my son uh, decided that he wants to pick up, my son's a big adventure guy, my oldest son. He's 21 and he found a used um, windsurfer and he says, dad, we're going windsurfing tomorrow. And well, this was, well, okay. Today, tomorrow, yesterday we ended up going windsurfing. We needed wetsuits. We went on to the little pond slash lake and we went. Well, it was good and um, I, I did grow up windsurfing so I got a few runs in. But this one time I was pulling up the sail by the rope and it was an old rope and it let go. And I went flying into the water but I think I tweaked my back in the process. So if I fall to the ground, don't rush and get me. Just let me be in pain for a moment. I'll breathe through it. And I'll be okay, I'll cut back up, but don't let me set that water down because I won't be getting back up. <coughs> okay, so reach the lost, care for the least, train the found. What are your objections to reorient your life around those three things? Jesus tells us this is where we've been designed for this. This is what we are purposed to do. So I want you to think right now how you came to faith. How did you come to faith? Who brought you to faith? Who shared Jesus with you? Think about that for a moment, and I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell the person's name. There might be a variety of people. Tell the person's name who brought you to faith, who brought you to Jesus. Go. Okay, for some of you, you still don't, you, you aren't a believer yet, and that's okay, so don't make up a name. You don't have to lie in church. You can just say, nobody yet. <laughs> Somebody, most likely, I've heard people who've had revelations of Jesus in the sleep. A lot of the Muslim world, they have these visions of Jesus and they come to faith through a vision or a dream. But most people would come to faith in Jesus Christ through another person sharing Jesus with them. And I think this is why it's so important that as we talk about the topic today, reaching the lost, and by the way, 
This is a series on the bees and the do's. Remember the great prophet um, from Despicable Me, the the minion that would be the be-do, 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 right? He helps us to remind ourselves that we have to be, that was last week's message, this is the first week in the do. And the do is that we should be reaching uh, the lost. Well, we can find out what, um, what Jesus says about the lost really from Luke chapter 15. If you have your Bibles or your smartphones or your devices, and by the way, to our online uh, crew, for those in Wisconsin, for some reason, who's in Wisconsin? We see you guys watching every week. Ontario, we see you guys watching. Um, New York, there's people in New York watching. We just want to let you know you're part of the family. Um, even though I haven't seen you face to face, I know Victoria's probably communicated with you. Welcome. So, take your Bibles, look at, at Luke chapter 15. Here, Luke chapter 15, red letters, lots of red letters. That means Jesus is speaking to us, and he gives us three parables. They're all about the lost. Parable of the lost sheep, parable of the lost coin, parable of the prodigal son, or some Bibles say parable of the lost son. Now, I want you to ask these three or four questions as I go through these parables. Thinking about this, who are the lost in the story? And remember, a parable is a story that makes a spiritual point. Jesus telling you a story to make a point. So the first thing is, who are the lost? Number two I want you to think about is what makes someone lost? How is somebody lost? Number three, what is the person doing with the lost? So in other words, how is the person in the story and the lost person interacting or the lost object? And then what does the person do when the lost is found? So I just want you to think about those because they're all in each one of the parables. What does the person do when the lost is found? All right, parable of the lost sheep, Luke chapter 15. It's interesting who Jesus is talking to. He says, now the tax collectors and the sinners were all drawing near to him, to Jesus. Tax collectors, not thought very highly of. Sinners, it's interested that it's noted as sinners. So Luke, the author of this gospel. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled... So now you have the religious leaders and the people who had it, thought they had it all together, grumbled saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. And so he told the parable. So he was, Jesus was identifying the conflict that was going on between the Pharisees and the sinners that were approaching him. Says the first parable, when a man, so what man of you having a hundred sheep If he has one, lost one of them, does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that he's lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep that was lost Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. So Jesus actually kind of tells you what the parable is about. It's about the sinners, those who are far from God, who are coming to Christ. 
He uses the analogy of a shepherd and a sheep, and he's saying the shepherd will pursue the, the one that's lost. Okay, next story. Parable of the lost coin, parable. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Similar story, but a little different is the woman is diligently seeking the one that is, yes, the one shepherd goes after the lost, but this one is like, I am not, I am not pausing. I'm putting all my energy and focus to find this one lost coin. And here she says, Jesus says, all of the angels will celebrate over one sinner who repents. Then we have the parable of the prodigal son, and I'm going to paraphrase this story uh, somewhat long. So a son wants his inheritance. Um, usually they get their inheritance after the father dies, but he comes to his father and says, I'm tired of living with you, father. I want my inheritance now, uh, which is completely disrespectful. In that culture, that is probably, I wish you were dead, dad, kind of scenario, which is horrible. I'm sure the dad just was grieving over that takes his inheritance and squanders it away. Wild living, drinking, women, all kinds of wild living. And then uh, he runs out of money, famine hits. He now has to kind of work for a farmer. He's in, in a uh, pig pen, eating pig slop. And he says, you know what? If, if I could just go back home, my servants will be eating better than I'm eating. And he actually comes back home. And while he was far off, the scriptures say, the father sees him, runs to him, wraps his arms around him and embraces him and is so happy that his son is home. Wait a second. So Jesus is telling this story. A son dishonors his father, wastes all of his money, and the father sees him, doesn't say anything about his wastefulness of his dishonoring. He rejoices. Not only that, he brings him home and has a celebration, kills a fatted calf, puts a big old ring on his finger, best cloak, and has a party, has a party. So the questions, who are the lost? What makes somebody lost? What is the person doing with the lost? And what does the person do when the lost is found? Did you pick up some of those things? So the big idea on, on the um, parable of the lost sheep, is this. The one matters. The one matters. Jesus sees the one, and the one is the person who is distant from God. God has designed and created every human being to be in a relationship with him. That is where we find joy. That's where we find peace. That's where we find life. That is where we find our purpose. And then he takes the found to find the lost. Remember, you said who somebody brought you to Christ, right? You mentioned a person's name. Who needs to be mentioning your name? Who needs to be mentioning your name? 10 years from now, when somebody asks, like, who brought you to Christ, are they gonna mention your name of somebody who brought them to Christ? 
Do you have that kind of passion and realization that there are lost people all around us and the first parable is the shepherd will go leave the 99, will go leave the church service to go find the one. Who's leaving? I'm serious. Who's going out the door now? No, I'm, okay, I'm a little bit kidding. I'm a little bit kidding. But the point is, right, they leave the 99 to go after the one. I love this verse, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is slow to do what he, oh, the Lord is not slow to do what he promised. As some consider slowness, instead, he is patient for your sake. He's patient for, with all of us, right? We were yet sinners when Jesus found us. We weren't perfect. We didn't have our life together. Not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. See, some would say, hey, you know what? They're getting what they deserve. You know, that's not God's heart. You see that in the parable of the prodigal son. That's not God's heart. God's heart is, I've seen what you've done, and I want to embrace you and welcome you home. I've seen what you've done, and, and you're wild living, and you're, you're squandering, and all your sinful ways, and all of your craziness, and I've also seen how you've disregarded me and have hurt me. This is the Father speaking, and yet I welcome you home with a glad heart. And I'm actually not only going to be a glad heart, I'm going to throw a party for you. Parable of the Lost Coin, the big idea here is, is we have to be intentional and be earnest to look for the lost. See, life gets busy. And I was thinking about this as I was preparing this, even for me as one who's kind of serving you guys in the church, it's, it's easy to get busy and forget I've got neighbors around me and people around me that, who do not know the Lord, which means they're not living the way that, it's not the way, but they're not living in the presence of God or the, the relationship with God that he's designed them to live. So they're lost. That's what makes somebody lost is, is somebody who's disconnected from our Father in heaven. And Jesus Christ is the only one that makes the lost found when people invite Jesus into their life. It says this in 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense or to make a case or to talk about to anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that is in you. So a couple things in there. One, are you prepared to give a, an answer to the hope that you have? So think about that for a moment. If somebody were to come up to you and said, man, you look awfully chipper today, and you know that that chipper is actually the joy of the Lord in you, would you be able to respond to them, it's like, yeah, it's just a good day, the, the flowers are bright, the sun's outside, or would, you, or would you be able to say something about the goodness of God and, and tell your Jesus story? I know it's hard for some people to do that. That's why we have the Doing What Jesus Did class here that we run as one of our pathway groups. It helps you to be prepared to tell you your Jesus story to others. But we have to be prepared with an answer. But I love this parable of the lost coin. There, there is some, I'm going to light my lamp, right? So 
our light is shining bright, but then there's the sweeping. I'm going to not stop until I find this lost coin. There is intentionality. There is intensity. There is going to be this purposefulness. But again, I love the lost sheep, the lost coin. One of the questions was, what happens when the person is found? What happens when they're found is there's a party, a big party. Party in heaven, but a party on earth. I got thinking about this, and a lot of people have come to Christ through um, Grace Capital Church, but my heart is that it shouldn't be left to just me to invite people to Christ for your friends that you come here. You should be telling your Jesus story, and you should be bringing people to Christ. But I was thinking about this. Man, there's got to be a time that we just need to party it up, like another dance party, maybe not 2 a.m. in the morning, but, but, but we should just have a party for those people who come to Christ. And I mean, like a lavish party. Because, because life and death was in the balance and somebody came and chose life. And they chose to find the freedom in Christ Jesus. And they decided to repent and realizing the, like the prodigal son, living for yourself doesn't go so well. We've all been there, right? Living for yourself, living for your own fleshly desires does not get you very far in life. It can get you some stuff, it can get you some wealth, it can get you some fame, it can get you, but that's shallow, meaningless, but the real stuff is where you find joy, where you find peace, where you find the goodness of God and your purposes birthed because you're connected with God the Father. So the lost are people who are disconnected from God, who don't know who Jesus is, or maybe have heard of him, but don't, have never given their lives to him. And what is the person doing in relationship to the lost in these stories? They're pursuing them. Lost sheep is the shepherd's going after the one. The, the lost um, coin, the woman's diligent. Now, here's, I do like how Jesus mixes them up a little bit. The father didn't go chase the son. He waited until the son returned home. Sometimes, I know for parents, this is a hard one for you, you've had children that have gone wayward. You want to chase them, but I, I would believe that you just pray, God will give you the wisdom to do it, but sometimes you just need to pray and wait for them to come home. But when they come home, don't be wagging a, f a finger at them. <laughs> I told you so. No, you embrace them and you say, welcome home. Welcome home. As much pain as they might have caused you, you welcome them home and you throw a party. You throw a party. Can I just ask us to take a little bit of action this week? And the action, all I would ask of you for this week, here's the challenge for this week, write this one down, is to begin to pray for your friends and family who don't know Jesus. Just begin to pray. Pray every day for those families and friends that don't know Jesus. And I, I think what prayer does is it begins to align our hearts with God's heart. Because I think sometimes we just get busy in life and we just forget and we just kind of let go. And, and yet all around us, God is providing opportunities where people are wanting to hear truth, where they're wanting to feel love, where they're wanting to know who this God is that loves them. But as long as we're busy, busy, busy doing our thing, who's going to talk to them about Jesus? Who's going to invite them into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ?
So start by praying, praying, praying for your family and friends who don't know Jesus. Then I want you to have a diligence about you, like the woman with the loss. Just be diligent to be aware of people's circumstances around you. When somebody comes to you and it's like, I am so stressed out, my marriage is struggling, I, you know, at work. What's your response? What's your answer? I would encourage you to tell your Jesus story and invite somebody into a relationship with Jesus. I really do believe that you find your purpose. You'll see this on the screen. That you find your purpose when you find the lost. God's heart is for people who do not know him. And I believe if Jesus took time to give you three parables, three teachings, back to back to back, means that God's heart is that none should perish. That none should perish. One of the vision that we have at Grace Capital Church is to see 1% of New Hampshire come to Christ. Now, that is, we can't live that on our own. We are partnering with other churches in the area across the entire state to see 1% of New Hampshire, 14,000 people come to Christ in the next seven years. But it's not going to be the professional clergy that are going to do that. It's when people realize that God has purposed each one of you to have a heart for people who don't know Jesus. You find your purpose when you find the lost. You mention somebody's name today. Are you going to be that person for somebody else? Are you going to be that person for somebody else? There's somebody longing to be connected with their Father in heaven. Somebody's longing to find purpose. Somebody's longing to feel love. Somebody's longing to find that joy that only Jesus gives you. That peace that fills that empty hole that, that so many people are walking around with. And it's going to take people who have an intentionality, prayerful posture, and purposefulness to reach the lost. So take a few moments Write down your big idea from today. What is your takeaway from today? I'm going to give you 15 seconds to write it down, to think about it, to ponder it, put it in your phone. What is God speaking to you today? The Holy Spirit's here, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to each one of you. Maybe he's bringing somebody to your attention. Maybe he's saying you already know who you need to be praying for. Maybe God's already challenging you the next time you have somebody who, who is distraught or upset and you just want to give them a worldly answer, you're going to actually tell them about Jesus. Maybe you're like, I am so scared of that. Then maybe you also then need to sign up for our next Doing What Jesus Did class. <laughs> what is your takeaway? What is your action? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine 
to do church live on your computer or on your device, we want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.